This episode of the CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have two convenient locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. I love going to Capitol Hill. I'll go order my food, whether it be tacos, burritos, or tamal. I love their tamales. They're fantastic. And then I'll go sit on the patio, enjoy my meal, and then wait for something interesting to happen. And given that it's Capitol Hill, something interesting always happens. If you don't have time to go to either location, you can always order through your favorite food ordering app, Uber Eats, Caviar, or Chow Now. They make it really easy to get all of your favorite items. So next time you're craving some delicious Mexican food, stop in or order. You'll be glad you did. podcast it's been since september when i've done a show interesting that's a long time it's a long time um you've been in quarantine yeah but I, I got lazy before that oh let's get you a little bit closer a little bit closer there we go perfect there right we go. there i got i was on a roll and then i'm not sure what happened but around september i was like it's i need a break okay what sparks you do uh Started back up. Yeah, well, you're number 78. 78. I was thinking of calling this season four, episode one. Season four, episode one. I like that. Yeah. So people usually say, who are you talking to? Because I don't, I have a habit of not introducing. So I'll let you do it. And I'll let you introduce yourself. So uh, I'm Jarrell Patterson. I, uh, my whole government name. So that was that good? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Give us yeah. a 60-second elevator pitch on you so that we can have uh, context 60 second elevator pitch um, i'm a local kid right here from seattle seattle washington i grew up in the central district area um, i am an entrepreneur i have my hands in several businesses uh homegrown guy uh i'm a what you call a chameleon there you go yeah i'm like water you dabbling know, you, in everything yeah dabbling in everything um knowledgeable about a little bit of everything some things that would surprise the most people if you see me yeah some things I wouldn't. Like, uh, okay, like astrophysics? Astro, oh, no, nah, you got me. I'm stumped. Astrophysics, <laughs> no. Metaphysics, yeah. Like the mating habits of uh, oh. <laughs> the Peruvian dung beetle? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, if you said Let's that, see. I would be surprised. How much, what kind of What kind of random thing do I know? Um, I don't know. I think I'm proficient in conspiracy theories. Uh-oh. Oh, Ooh, yeah. We yeah. can get into that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We can. We can get into that. Almost, that's right up my alley. <laughs> well, uh, do you do you believe in them, or are you just knowledgeable about? Uh, them? No, I, I, there's some things I believe strongly in, and there's other things that I'm I'm knowledgeable in, and kind of just maybe, maybe not. Just maybe, you yeah. know, it's it's interesting. I could say that it's All interesting, right. most definitely. All right, so we'll talk about a little bit about your businesses, a little bit about whether Stanley Kubrick directed the landing of the moon. Oops, hey, there you go. There's there's my favorite conspiracy theory right there, the the direct the uh, the production of the we went to the moon. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Yeah, so the, we'll do that. Um, so definitely subscribe, follow Shopify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple, iTunes, of course. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos, and um, Crunchy Red Fruit. It's a wine club, local wine club. Country he also food. sponsors. Uh, my wife and I do a podcast about 90 Day Fiance. 
Oh my goodness. Are you familiar with this show? Am I? <laughs> I haven't watched it in a minute, but I think my <laughs> one of my ones is uh they had the guy from Nigeria. What was his name? Michael. Oh Michael. Oh my god. With Angela. Oh my from god. From Hazel Hazel Hazelnut. Hazelhurst, uh, Hazelhurst, Georgia. And she was a she was a nut. Man, she's a piece of work. Was she? Oh my Michael's funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Michael's the funniest on the show. There yeah, 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 most definitely. So I'm familiar with the night. So we've done, um, we've done a podcast on that for three seasons now, mm. I think. And that one's been, we, we took a little bit of break at the beginning of the year, but that one's been pretty consistent. We've done about 40, 40 okay. episodes. So if you want to hear, if you want to hear, like we, I spent too much time watching this show okay. because we watched the episode. And then we watch the Pillow Talk episode, which is former cast members watching the show, commenting about it. Interesting. That's, I, I'm sure I have a million more productive things to do, but we get a, we get a kick out of doing out of doing. No, this. They, they got the word. Didn't they have the two brothers, the two black guys? What were, and the one the one brother had the the wife from I think she was from Thailand. She oh was, yeah, Tariq. Tariq. Tariq and, and the brother. And, uh, what was the brother's name? And he was because he was on the, he was on Tariq. Yeah, and, and Tariq then he, was the main guy. And yeah, then, the brother. Man, what was the brother's name? Uh, I can't think of it off the top. Charo. No. No. He had a. Oh, what was his name? He got. I'm gonna have to go with it. He got booted off for a bit. He did. No, he. But he ended up getting like he was. He was on Tariq about. Hey, the, the, basically he was calling her the mail order bride. Yeah, and, and what did he do? He went and got this. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, he he wears this Wonder Woman bracelet. No, most de- he's the strangest guy ever. He's in Thailand. It's 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 a hundred degrees. It's a hundred degrees. Dean. 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 That's his name. Dean. Dean. He wears the Wonder Woman bracelets. The braided this guy wears. Construction boot Timberlands in hundred degrees weather in Thailand. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you, gotta, um, you gotta be yourself, man. Hey, I mean, hey, I'm I gotta. I, it's part of my identity. These boots. Oh, hey, I don't boy. care if it's a hundred. Man, I feel sorry for his feet, bro. Yeah, they're interesting. So yeah, we we spent a lot of time talking about that. Yeah, but it's fun. It, it's fun to watch. Most definitely. Um, we just posted our show yesterday. So typically, the share the show airs on Sunday, and then we record on Monday. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I post it the same day on Monday, but most of the time on Tuesday. So we do that. Um, so yeah, don't forget to subscribe to that as well, and then check out the sponsors. And um, so I thought that I thought that a conversation with you would be a good starter for this season four. Because okay. all of the other seasons, I've had business owners on. I've had winemakers, athletes. Uh, I had a, a, a former hawk on. He's, okay. a, he's a good guy, Mohammed Cisse. Okay. Um, I had uh, uh, musicians. Like I've been, I'm lucky that I have a few musician friends that that are super talented. Okay. So I want to keep that part going with people who, you know, can uh, talk about. Or something that they're passionate about. For sure. Like every now and then I do the stupid show where I don't talk about anything important. I did learn, though, is that don't get hammered while recording. You told me this once before. You told oh, me that as a chef. Yeah. I, I've, had a, I've had a few uh, early on, not yeah. recently. Okay, maybe a couple recently. But hey, no you know, judgment, no judgment. It's like after we're recording for an hour and a half and there's three empty bottles in here. <laughs> I can only imagine. It is not a good idea. I've, one time I was doing it with, I was recording with a friend of mine and she's half white, half Mexican. And we posted the show, but we were, we were, were both having a whole lot of fun. And then the next day she called me and she's like, you have to take that down because I was saying some things about my Mexican dad that if the one... <laughs> If the white side of my family found out, they would not be happy. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I took it out. It was no big deal. Maybe but not three bottles. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but we didn't learn our lesson. We've done that a couple times. Oh. oh um. So, man, uh, pandemic, well, it hasn't been a pandemic in a really long time, but people still say pandemic yeah. and quarantine. How have you been... How, how, what have you been up to? How have you been staying sane? Uh, staying sane. I mean, just uh, being creative, uh, allowing the thinking. I'm an outside the box thinker anyway, man. So the, 
the quarantine, the pandemic really just forced me to get into my natural skill set. So I mean, although it was a little bummer when everything first shut down, yeah, uh, I make the I'm a guy who adjusts quick. So I adjusted quick, got in my creative bag, and um, well, give me an example. Okay, so um, for instance, one of my business um, the uh, my management group, Rich Regener Management Group, uh, all spawned from the quarantine, just trying to think something different. Um, always been interested in um, managing in a sense. I've pretty much managed my whole life. Yeah. If not, if I was only managing myself. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, man. That's, but no, for sure. I mean, you know, depending everything Depending on the person, that could be a tall order. For me, yes, yeah. For me, at one point in time, managing myself was <laughs> uh, a tall task. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. So um, getting my creative back, thinking outside the box, thinking what can I contribute, how um, how can I help, um, how to build something that's sustainable. Um, that wasn't so much the management group. Um, that, one of my other companies is a meat distribution company. Um, so I'm really fascinated about that one. Yeah, yeah, my, um, yeah. That that came about kind of crazy. Um, my cousin, he uh, did like he lived with this um, the owner of Plymouth Dis- Meats Distributions, which is one of the biggest meat distributions here in Washington. Mm. He's real close with the family. Actually, moved in with him for a uh, few years, and, and actually worked there. Okay. And so then he came up with this thing. He was like, "Hey, I got a distribution deal. I think we can go into business." And he pitched it to me. I threw it around in my brain. I said, yeah, that's good. I got on board, and uh, we took off. Okay. Yeah, we took off, man. And so now, so uh, supplying, uh, supplying proteins to restaurants. Most definitely. So, like, uh, the restaurant upstairs, say they got their chicken breast for 97 cents. Yeah. I come in, I get mine for 62 cents. I tell them I can get you for 85. Save you money, make you money. If I save you money, I make you money. Yeah. As well as making ourselves money. So, I mean, that's how that came about. And that's out of... That's here. That's a Washington that's, that's company. Here, that's here. Everything's local. So organic. did the, uh, from my understanding, the plant out of um, the Tri Cities had to close for a while, and that uh, made prices of especially beef go up. Did that mess with did that mess with your contracts? I mean, yeah, in a sense, it kind of went up for us, but I mean, also the profit margins also rose. So while it was, you know, it went up a little bit for us, it was just nothing to pass on that fee to the the vendors. Okay. And I mean, but I mean, it, it it helped us exponentially. So there you go. Yeah, well, the pandemic is uh, it's been so. Well. Do you uh, do you get uh, do you get to fill up your freezer with some some quality cuts? You, you want to hear the crazy thing? I don't eat meat. Oh, you don't. <laughs> I remember this. You don't. Yeah, I don't eat meat. So it was it's a win win <laughs> for me. I, I'm not gonna uh, in my own I don't supply. Comprehend this. A guy that doesn't eat meat that sells meat. Well, I mean that's <laughs> that. But, well, okay. Come on. I'm, it's not judgy. I'm not being judgy. I'm just my brain can't grasp it. There's a few things that my brain just cannot grasp. Okay. And I can do a whole episode and offend 75% of the population by saying what my that I just cannot comprehend. But we'll okay. just start with not eating meat. Not eating meat. Come on. It's like, is it a is it a cho- like what kind of a choice is it? Is it a I want to save the climate? Is it <laughs> no. is it uh, I don't like the taste of of meat? Is it um, and no? It's really um, self preservation. If you want to be totally honest, um, a few years a few years back, um, for my birthday falls in February, so I had this tradition of uh, you know uh, eating out, eating eating out, eating out steakhouses. You know, actually eating at steakhouses for my birthday, and so that whole month of February, which my birthday fall in, we ate at a steakhouse, if not every day, oh, every other day. So if it wasn't Ruth, it was John Howie. When John Howie was the Metropolitan Grill, and um, and I ate so much steak, my diet, man, like after my birthday, my stomach was just locked up. Oh my goodness, I was in pain. I didn't know what was going on, and my mom was like, "It's all that red meat." She just, "All that red meat you ate, all that red meat you ate," and so I just started. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I start. I stopped the red meat. Then I just started doing my uh, research, and then I, unfortunately, I watched a documentary. Or well, fortunately Game for changers. me, I watched. A, I watched a documentary. What the health? And uh, there was right there. I went cold turkey right after I watched the documentary. Yeah. And but then I had this. I, I went cold turkey and didn't realize how much not eating meat was like. You had to plan. So like I went for like three months and had to quit. I was like, okay, I got to come back at this with a plan. Cause like I was, I cut the meat out, but I stay with my regular routine, just yeah. ripping and running. And you know, when you eat meat, it's convenient. You can pull up anywhere and say, "Hey, sure. let me get a burger." You know, but when you don't eat meat, you come and be like, "Okay, um, what's not? What's your um, meatless options?" 
And I've quickly found out that uh, <laughs> without proper planning. There aren't any. Yeah. So but, how do you feel about all of this Beyond Meat stuff? I mean, mixed bag. There's some things like, you know, there's some impossible meat. There's some places I get impossible meat from that I absolutely love. Uh, Little Woody's. Matter of fact, I'm getting, look, I'm dropping Little Woody's. They should give me a sponsor deal or something. <laughs> um, they have a, a Impossible Burger a 2.0, actually. When I first say that, me and my daughter, we go to uh, Little Woody's daddy-daughter date. Oh, there you go. She gets a real burger. I get the Woody, the Impossible Burger. I take a bite of my burger, and I'm like, no, this, they messed up. I'm convinced it's meat. I'm like, you know, at this time, I probably haven't ate meat and I haven't ate beef probably a year, probably 18 months. I hadn't ate beef. So I'm like, no, this is me. I'm, so I like, I take, before I go downstairs, I take my daughter's burger and I look at my burger side to side and I'm looking. So the, to you, this is a positive? No, it's positive. Oh, for sure. This okay. is. Okay. Is it because you still have a hankering for the beef and that this is just letting you get it? I mean, if that, I mean, I wouldn't so much call it a hankering. Maybe it's just what I'm used to. I've ate it for so long. I have ate it for so long. It's just, it's a habit to like, this is what I identify. This is what tastes good. Yeah. You know, but everything that's good for you is not good for you. You know, everything that's good to you is not good for you, should I say. Hmm. And so, I mean, uh, you know, so I mean, just, and then like, once I cut it out, I actually felt it. I felt I was more, I had more energy, um, you know, so much red meat. I ate, like I said, for my birthday, had made me lethargic, made me really down, really tired. Um, my skin wasn't as clear as it was now. I mean, a whole lot of things. And so after I cut the beef out, I see my energy went up. Um, when I eat now, I don't get so much that oh itis where I feel like I want to go to sleep. Yeah, my body doesn't shut down with processing the food. And like if I do, like if I was to eat some meat, for sure I can tell the I can tell the difference. I can tell that my body's running different, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. So man, my mind was really just for uh, it started off like I say, my stomach locked up for all the, those fine steaks I ate. For the month of February, and, uh, so, so constipation and a documentary. There you go, changed my life. There you go, <laughs> and, and, and in short order, constipation and a documentary changed my changed my eating habits significantly, yeah, drastically. That's that's a great way to put it. I never thought of it like that. But yes, yeah, uh, tired of drinking Pepto Bismol and uh, too much time on Netflix. Yeah. So this is the goofy thing. The goofy thing is that your story is pretty common amongst new vegetarians slash vegans. Mm -hmm. And then for every of those stories, there's the opposite where I only do a protein diet, like keto, yeah. and all of those same things, all of the, you get all of those same results. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, so I, the, so, well, I'll raise, I mean, I'm my own example. So right. back in, uh, in November, I was a hefty 307, 308. Oh, that's hefty. I was grande. <laughs> King size. King we, size. We were in Mucho Mexico. grande. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we were in Mexico walking down the street, and there's vendors everywhere, right? And there was a guy selling uh, guayaberas, which is that Latin type of shirt. Like Cubans wear it, and it's, it's low cut. You wear a wife beater underneath, and it has little... Fleets on I it. think I know what you're saying. I think I seen uh, Al Pacino in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, there was a vendor who was selling those, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, come here, come here." He goes, "I got king size." <laughs> 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 and my wife laughs about that all the time. Like she called you. He uh, he called you king size. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah, I was three oh seven, three oh eight, and then um, I it, it was getting too much, and then I had the the knee thing. So in February, I started. And now I'm 250. Okay, and but I did the opposite. I did. I'm all meat. All meat. All meat. And I go to sleep at a regular time. I go to sleep. I mean, by ten last night it was ten o'clock. I fell asleep watching TV. I uh -huh. wake up at ten thirty. My wife's already in bed. She just left me there sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> and then so I'm going because before I would get these bouts of not being able to go to sleep until three or four o'clock in the morning. Now I go, my, my rhythm is better going to sleep at a reason. Like it's tough for me to stay up past midnight now. Mm. Um, waking up seven, seven thirty, like sometimes eight, but mostly, I mean, I don't, I don't have a set, set schedule to wake up, but waking up normal, having, uh, you know, having clarity and energy throughout the day. Definitely. I do intermittent fasting, so I don't eat anything until dinner. Okay. Um, which is 
well, which is some sort of meat. Like last night I had uh, uh, two pork chops, but with a big salad and mm. zucchini and cucumber oh. and cheese. Uh, so lots of cheese, but lots two of pork meat. chops. Two pork chops. Well, two little, they were little pork chops. Uh. But yeah, I mean, pork is a, it's super rich. Yeah. So it was, it was yeah. filling. Um, but that, and then, um, you know, maybe some almonds during the day, some blueberries. Okay. Those are good low glycemic snacks to have. Definitely. But yeah, it's like 50 pounds, over 50 pounds now, and feeling, feeling better. Now, this is where, this is where I'm going to be the the jerk who wants to crap on people's point. Let's go. Is um, the if you're, I don't want to say an athlete, but if you are an active person, mm-hmm. <clears throat> injuries from people who went from meat protein to a vegetarian lifestyle mm-hmm. tend to be higher, for sure, than injuries from. Uh, just having meat protein for sure and then that sort of falls in line to all of these other numbers that i've read where you know the where soy-based proteins are inferior to animal-based proteins um but oh we are aware that animals don't produce their own protein though so when you're when you're consuming when you're getting a protein from an animal you're all you're doing is he's the middleman he you know that the meats that you eat rarely eat meat they, right. You know, because the only thing that produces protein are greens. You know, greens and veg- vegetables. Is that what you got from that documentary? <laughs> <laughs> and extensive research. But, you know, animals don't produce their own protein. So, I mean. Well, but muscle and animal fat and animal meat. Stores protein. Is, large, yeah, large. Is, is protein. No, it, it, yeah. it, store, it stores large <laughs> things of protein. It's not actual protein. I'm ch- I chuckle about the documentary <laughs> because I've heard like three guys already say, I saw Game Changers. And yeah. now I'm a vegetarian. It's like they heard Arnold Schwarzenegger say, I switched to a vegetarian lifestyle. Um, but, I mean, th- so first, I'm a big Arnold fan. Yeah, most definitely. I see. I, I was like, hey. I'm a big Arnold fan. I, What's your favorite Arnold movie? Terminator 2. T2. Okay. Yeah, Terminator 2. Okay. That's a good one. But then you can't go wrong with Twins. <laughs> with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Okay. You can't go wrong with twins. Okay. Um, man, he hasn't made he has not made anything good in a long time. No. You know, the Sylvester Stallone has made good low budget movies. Sylvester. Yeah, Sylvester. Sylvester was my guy. Yeah, he's he's made good ones. I've met him once too, but he didn't sign anything for me. He's kind of a jerk. Um, so I was Oh. To get sidetracked here. No, I see it. So I met Arnold in Columbus a few years ago. He has his own bodybuilding show, and I'm I was I'm a big bodybuilding fan. Okay. Um. And he was at his show, and he was selling those prints to help out one of his um. To help out one of his foundations, so I I I got it. I yeah. I paid way too much for it, but I thought it was cool too. I thought it was cool to uh, to get. No, I don't have it. Well, anyways, I had a picture of Sylvester. Um, <clears throat> see, I got distracted, man. See, I, know, I know. See, I mean, uh, I just threw that random about, So Arnold was talking about his, the he had a, a valve transplant in his heart. Oh. And the, he talks about that during this Game Changer documentary, but fails to mention that was a big steroid user in yeah. his use. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that steroids are bad because back then when he was competing, there was no rules against it. Yeah, no, so they sure. were all taking Priamabol and Dial- Dianabol. Like they were all taking these, they were all taking steroids. Yeah. Um, but that and then plus uh, steroids plus the eggs and, you know, all of the meat and all of that, it's, I mean, that's kind of a. That is a recipe for it. So it wasn't sure, no. it wasn't a moderate thing that he was doing. He was taking lots of steroids, Most like definitely. a lot of the guys were back then. Um, but if I were to recommend one documentary to you, it would be one called Fat mm-hmm. a Documentary. And it's on Amazon. It's a named by a guy named Vinny Tortorich. Okay. And he's an ultra uh, athlete, like an ultra marathoner mm-hmm. uh, for cycling and for running. And he did this whole thing on on 
on um, why on, on it's not just meat that messes you up. It's the combination of meat and sugar, meat and grain. Okay. So your body, when you ingest these high fat meats, high high fat foods, but in combination of sugar mm-hmm. with the wine that you drink at dinner, for sure, and with grains or or, or or potatoes or rice that you have with it, that is what causes a lot of the issues. So for yeah. so he explains. I mean, what do I know? I'm not a no. cardiologist, but he says that a lot of the heart issues that come where you get fatty buildup in the heart. Uh-huh. It's not because you eat a high fat diet. It's because you're also doing the high corn fructose sure. corn syrup, which is in everything. Uh-huh. I mean, sometimes my wife brings home a, an item and she'll say, here, this is carb free or, you know, it's keto friendly. And then I'll say, no, it's not. I mean, thank you, but it's not. And then I'll, I'll read the ingredients and there's cornstarch in it and there's all of these. And it's like, that's not it. No, for sure. Um, and but then that also opens up the conversation of how disingenuous and sneaky these food companies are oh. in disguising what is in food. Most definitely. And it's it, just because something says no sugar doesn't mean that there's no sugar. It just means that they reformulated a sugar compound and called it something else. And put it in there. And then put it in there. Oh. But the government doesn't distinguish. The, oh. I'm sorry. The government does distinguish between that and regular sugar. So the company can say no sugar, no, even though even though it's not. No, for sure. And I mean, just and then you got to think of the the many chemicals they put in the animals when they're farming animals. That oh yeah, the ingest. hormones. So just think of just uh, so take chicken for instance. You know, because I used to think chicken was so clean. Like, yeah. Uh, no. But then you know, if you think that they eject, if there's a thousand chickens in the coop, if one dies, they're not gonna You're not gonna come know. get it. No, they're just gonna inject all the other nine hundred ninety nine chickens with. Oh. I Anna, have a gross antibodies. Story about that. With antibodies. And so then you get you get to this thing to where you've been you've been consuming antibiotics intravenously through your chicken. Sure. Yeah. And so now when you get prescribed antibiotics, you you go to the doctor, you're ready, you go crazy. You oh, got, right. You're going, hey, this is it didn't work. Yeah. And it worked. Well, I mean, the the conversation we're having is I think important because that is why kids are maturing faster. At a high rate. That's that you seen Israel's chicken? I've never seen a chicken that big. Yeah, but you see, some of them are, but they're bred to be that. Yeah, big. It's not your Purdue chicken that no, no, you're, no, no, you're no. getting for one ninety nine a pound. No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah, and so it's just these things. That, I mean, just learning the the deeper I dove into it, and the more I just learned it, just yeah, it just made me further just a healthy lifestyle. I don't really try to, I don't really uh label it anything. It's just yeah. a healthy lifestyle. You know, I, I try to live a healthy mentally, spiritually, and what I consume in my body. So yeah. I'm, I try to keep all the facets of. What makes me 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 healthy? Yeah, no, that's definitely something to be said for that. Yeah, so I don't the, just uh, diet with food. You know, I, I <laughs> diet with my mind. You know, <laughs> with all the information I process, a whole bunch of things, man. You just, you know, it's a lot to keep up with. Oh, man. for sure. It's you have. I mean, you just can't. Well, first of all, I talk about this with people all the time, where if you see something on TV, you read it. There's an agenda behind it. Believe that. What are they trying to sell you? It can be a product. It can be an idea. It can be, you know, an ideology. You're being sold something. The American way. And a lot of, you know, man, I've had, I've had a conversation about this with people, even just going back to sneakers where they say, oh, you know, this, you know, this brand did something and it just blew up. It's like, no, that's, that's not what happened. It was come up in a boardroom and it was part of focus groups. A marketing plan. And then they they threw the little pebble to see what would happen. And I have I've had I've had people argue with me and say, no, it was a Nike, off-white, like all of these brands don't do anything organically. No. Any money they spend, they're gonna want to know exactly what the result should be. What I mean, there's a there's a very calculated way that they do it and i've had people argue with me saying no they just did it just because they want like no you're being sold man and i don't but then these are the same individuals who you know read half a headline and full on believe and repeat and in in, regurgitate regurgitate without man with without it just pass it on it's like a game of telephone it's like i mean (laughs) of course i'm probably have been guilty of it 
in the we all have it, it, I mean, it's it's human, but I'm aware. I'm aware that I'm companies are trying to sell me things all the time. America has been selling us things since the inception of America. So Pretty I mean, much, it's like I go back to it's my American way. It's the I, I had a really good marketing teacher my freshman year of of of, of college, and uh, he's he. I mean, he flat out said. If the winds are blowing this way, they're going to market you here. If the winds are blowing this way, they're going to market you here. Definitely. And everything is a lie. <laughs> no, no, most definitely. It's so it's so funny to have these conversations, even like of YouTubers, with with younger kids, like yeah. with, with my young cousins, where they'll think you know they'll they'll think that these these YouTubers who have tens of millions of subscribers and make millions and millions of dollars. Are literally just themselves holding their camera, absolutely not doing, or even Kim Kardashian posting her photo. Like, no, she is not snapping that picture and then just posting it. All calculated. It's all it's it's it. The picture is taken. It goes through a little through a Photoshop team, but then that's everybody. I, I mean, that's I'm not you know no. signaling out her. No, for sure. It's all calculated, and I think if more people just sort of open their mind to that. Yeah, man, man, that's like the Matrix, man. A lot of people don't want to be unplugged from the Matrix, oh, man. man it, it's comfortable as just being told what to think. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No, no, man, no, I'm, I'm unplugged. I feel I'm unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to describe me. I'm unsubscribed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I feel spoken down to. I feel like they're I'm being they're being condescending to me. Like for sure. they're treating me like an, a buffoon. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm the same I mean, way. But at the same time, I'll fall for the things that I like too. Oh, maybe like, we all do. Like the, I mean, I'm yeah. You choose what you're gonna be. At yeah, night it's too. I, but with eyes wide open. Um, so we, we were talking about sneakers a little bit, and we met at at the sneaker shop. Sneakers. What's the you know the the benefits of being an entrepreneur is that you also get to play a bit. Yeah, most definitely. I Tell own me my, what I own you... my own clock, as I like to say. <laughs> yeah, I own my own clock. How do you uh, how do you spend this time and how do you reward yourself? Oh, uh, how do I reward myself? I mean, um, you know, I'm different. My I reward myself in a fast of different ways. I mean, um, I reward myself one with um just making sure that I I add value. I think rewarding other people rewards me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was at a place. You know, I I used to be a very self serving person very very self-serving and um when i started realizing oh thank you uh, round two round two that's a you know first time trying wine actually isn't that bad <laughs> it actually isn't that bad i'm not you know uh, thank you so uh, this um, is a good one i should ask them to be a sponsor this is nine hats this is a caps off from nine hats no actually i'm i'm gonna turn to uh, i'm gonna be a wine savant if i keep hanging around with you that's a good documentary to watch too. They're called Sam S O M M. Sam. There's three of them. They're good. Okay. So what? How to remorse stuff? I mean, for sure. Well, you told me about the. I mean, I interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no. You, you touched told me on about it. the Lambo. No. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm in. A, I'm in the nice cars. That's a fact. I'm in the nice things. Yeah. But definitely nice cars. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Lambo. Um. But okay. I'm curious. <laughs> All right. So one day you wake up, and it's like today's the day. I'm gonna go pull a trigger on that Lambo. Yeah. So do you just walk into a Lambo of Bellevue and just uh, pull the trigger? And then like, I mean, uh, it's, it's a, guy? I'm somewhat of a calculated person. I somewhat have a plan when yeah. I do things. Yeah. So you knew which one you wanted, what the package was. Um, yeah, I, I kind of I, I narrowed it down. I narrowed it down, and I had I had to uh, also fit my budget. Okay, you know, although I wanted the Aventador, I wasn't Aventador ready. <laughs> hey know? man, it's, it just starts with one. No, most definitely, most definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that um, like I told you, I'm unsubscribed, man. So I, I don't believe in the notions that we can, uh, we can't have what we want. I believe, you know, if I work for it, I can get whatever I sure. want because that's what I put my mind to. So I'm, you know, I'm unsubscribed from the thinker. You know, uh, oh, you can't get that. You're thinking I, I don't believe nothing's too big. I don't think nothing's not in my reach. Yeah. And so with the Lambo decision is that's what I wanted. It was fly. It was different. I like to set myself apart from my peers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah, you know, my peers was in the Mercedes and the BMWs and all that, and I was in there too, you know. So, but I had a Porsche at the time, so I was like, uh, I can't go down from here. I gotta go up. Yeah. And so I looked up and Lamborghini. I mean, I mean now, I mean, you know, with uh, all these tech companies in Seattle, you're starting to see that on a regular. You know, yeah. you're starting to see sports cars on a regular. 
Um, so, you know, hey, I was just uh, trying to be Man, a trailblazer. Ferrari of Seattle moved. Ferrari, it moved. Room from right there off Yeah, off yeah. They, they were probably sick of having their windows broken uh, yeah, every I, other week. Yeah, I believe um, after the um, the riots, yeah, they kind of said that. I mean, they, yeah. they just threw um, want to go to higher pasture? Maserati, I think. Yeah, Maserati, which are. It's like. Yeah, Maserati. I made some guy mad once. Let me tell you something about Maserati. <laughs> Gorgeous buckets, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> the heaviest car for no reason. The gorgeous buckets. They don't even come with a warranty. So that just say, uh, you know, they're more Bentleys. Don't come with warranty. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just and then I mean, it's the it's the prettiest bucket you're gonna meet. You know, it sounds good. It looks good. But if you're in the cars, you know, cars, it's gonna be in the shop. Yeah. The, it, it depreciates so fast at right. accelerated rate. You can go find what it's 2021. You go find a 19 for <laughs> basement prices. Right. 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 <laughs> I was um. I was talking to, well, you know, being in Seattle, we have a lot of progressive people who are quick to say tax the rich or eat the rich. Or, and uh, I was hanging out with one one day and um, a nice car, uh, a nice car drove by. And I think it was a Maserati mm. that, that drove by. And I was like, man, that's a Maserati. I said, you know, I wouldn't buy a Maserati. I said, even if, you know, if I had a few, a couple million like Maserati would be like sixth or seventh on my list of cars to get. Wow. And this dude flat out got mad at me. He got upset. And then he gave me this little lecture of anti-capitalism and, uh, and that one of those. blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, okay, I know. I can't joke like this around around this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you know how many times I've gotten in trouble for joking how I shouldn't? Oh, I, I, can you, I, I, could you could you envision that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting to know you, Carlos. I can kind of tell sometimes, <laughs> and I can only imagine you know with the wine with the sauce. Oh man. Oh, uh, I've. Uh, you know, I don't swear in my normal in my normal speak my yeah. normal speech. I don't swear, but man, I can, I can I can get people mad. I I can get people really mad without saying one single swear word. Yeah, and it, it makes me laugh. So. No, I can. Yeah, I'm gifted where I can not use uh, profanity, but uh, I like a profanity. It's, Every now it, and then, yeah, it, it makes the conversation a little more colorful sometimes. Yeah, I just can't do it. Cause like, what the darn? Like, uh, I'm not really getting my point across. I'm gonna have no. to emphasize and say, what the? <laughs> <laughs> and if I somehow say what? The... Yeah, you kind of got me there. If I what the gosh? I mean, come on, that's not colorful. Come, that's kind of that's bland. <laughs> you know, I like to spice things up some here and there. I like a good holy mackerel. Holy mackerel, yeah. I do the holy mackerel no. a lot. And we, when we say mackerel, are we talking about the fish? Eh, it could be the fish. <laughs> it could be the fish. I do the holy mackerel. I do the man alive, uh, which is an old-timey what? Canadian saying. Uh, man alive, what? Oh, like, man alive. Like, Interesting. holy never, smokes. Literally just heard that today. <laughs> literally never heard that. Excuse me, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm from the urban community. And I've never heard that ever. What? You're saying they don't say a bad uh, life? Listen, I'm sorry, man. I, you I, know, I, I'm learning a lot more about the urban community. Yeah, being at the shop. Yeah. Being at the shop. It brings you right to your, it's, you see, it's like the best of both worlds. You see refined urban. Yeah. You kind of see <laughs> unrefined urban. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I grew up right outside of Chicago, right? Okay. In a town that was half Mexican 25% black and on the outskirts 25% white. Okay. But it was primarily Mexican. So my parents uh immigrated to the US. I was I was born in Mexico. Okay. Um but my parents immigrated here in the uh early 70s, moved to Aurora, Illinois, never had to learn English because everything was in Spanish. Okay. Insurance agent, everything. Everything. Interesting. Um, so I grew up around, I mean, just all Mexican, sure. just all Mexican. And I'm really, like I've told my wife, it's like I, the documentary that I would love to make is a documentary about me doing uh, the parallels of of black communities and the Mexican communities and how very different but then very, very similar, similar in a lot of different things. For sure. And probably the biggest thing is that I don't think that a lot of people know just how, I don't want to use the word conservative because that automatically brings out other connotations, but how- Be Careful, we'll have Trump talk if you keep talking that. <laughs> See, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> that's, that, I knew that you were going to go there, but how, 
I see, but I don't want to use the word traditional either. So let's just say somewhere common. between. Say common. Well, but you can't. I don't think okay. you can say common either, man, because I've gotten in trouble. Man, for, it's your podcast. You can like you can. For well, I'm you have trying, poetic license, Carlos. I, mean, I need to know that. You have poetic license. Yeah. You can use the words how you want to. I, then, then the word is conservative minded. I'm not saying conservative, but I'm sure. saying how more on the conservative side we are. For sure. And I, because if you watch any news, if you listen you, to narratives, you think you, so, think you think different. You think right. You think that every single black and Mexican community is liberal. One hundred percent will support every liberal light and progressive idea, and that's just not true at all. It is just not true. No, most definitely. And uh, you know the you know even with my with my white liberal friends, when I share some, not I mean I don't go a whole deep into it. They just don't believe me, but because they're in their own little bubble, they think that I'm completely wrong, and they don't be, and you know, they, they don't have that that perspective. Not for sure. But it is really interesting, and I'm I'm okay. I wouldn't say play. I am pl very happy that that's the case. Not for sure. Because there's uh, it, it just the way that media portrays. Uh, minority communities. The media. It's it's a little. And then that minority word there. Yeah, that's I a, don't, that's I another don't. narrative right there that I could. I just <laughs> don't subscribe to. <laughs> I just don't subscribe. But I mean, yeah, you know. So I've been ha I've been saying this forever mm. that I don't like being called Latino. Yeah, I. Would, I, I don't would. like being. I, I'm not Hispanic. It's yeah. like I'm Mexican. And I proud was born of in Mexico, but the but man these these young these young mexican kids with yeah. with the uh, i'm latin like like dude uh, yeah it's, i just don't get it i feel the same way about being called african-american what do what what do you prefer what, what, what do you prefer uh, you know i mean at these days i mean i really don't prefer i don't prefer african-american black I, i'm really moving away from that i mean i mean but hey African-American because it's a continent and like what if okay I'm African-American there's it's made up of all those countries so what country am I from if I'm from Africa yeah. if I'm African-American you're saying I'm from a continent I've never heard any demographic of people ever uh you know describe themselves as a continent sure but we're labeled African-American which is a, it's a continent with the biggest continent really if you want but in yeah and it's made up of countries it's a whole bunch of countries inside of a continent right so but and they're all different they're all different they, all, all different. So you know this this number of I'm African American. I just can't subscribe to that. It's just something. It's one of those things where. So you're just you. I'm just me. Right. I, I'm just see, me. That's my favorite thing to say. I'm me. I'm Jarrell. Like, I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm awesome. That's all I need to know. I'm melanated. <laughs> just know that you know. So I mean you know I, you know so um, yeah I, I just I try to stay you know these these boxes they try to put us into man I, you know I'm I'm oh, boxable dude, man I tell you like I'm water that's what I say I'm water man the times that I had the times that I've said that it's like don't put me in your box no I'm not not at all it's I'm, I'm not gonna go in there I'm me myself you know I'm 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 up for the good you know the fight back the pushback I'm I'm for that well I with a smile at this point in my life so I so the so this thing here so are you familiar with John Leguizamo Puerto Rican actor yeah. So he has a one-man show called... That's my guy. He played G in Empire. Yeah. And he played... He played Benny Blanco. Benny Blanco. And Benny Carly Blanco. <laughs> Benny Blanco from man, the Bronx. He killed... He killed my he killed guy, Carlitos. Carlitos man, man, he was right there. <laughs> he was right there. Jesse got thrown out. No, he was right head. there. <laughs> but it was his partner. See, you got to watch it. His friend oh, set him it? up. His friend set him up. And then it. it but but he, he said something afterwards, though. What did he no, say? No, remember his friend. Remember, they was running to the thing. They were running to Gil. You know, man, listen, I'm a big movie buff. I watch all the movies I like a billion times, so I know them by heart. Okay. So Carlitos, one of these movies. So all they're right. running to the thing. They're running. Al Pacino, he just got done killing the mob. They just they, he chased him. He gets them all out of there. He's running to the thing, and he's running. His friend that he made um, take Gail with his love interest yeah. to the uh, to the Bahamas or to the train whatever. station. They're going yeah. to the train station. They're running, mind you. Right when Benny Blanco's running on the side of him, so when Benny Blanco kills him, he got, you know the, his best friend, Carlito's best friend. Let's say, hey, Papi, I'm sorry. Oh. I had to. He said, hey, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had to, basically, I had to get what, what what was on. I'm about to stay here. You're leaving, and so then Benny Blanco. He said, ain't that right, Benny? He said, let's go. Benny Blanco says, hey, no, you stay here. Boom. Hits him. All right, okay. Yeah. Yep, I remember now. Man, You yeah. know, I want to believe that he made it. Yeah, it, 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 the way the way it ended, you, they, they leave it kind of up know. in the air. I yeah. also want to believe that Tony Soprano made it, too. 
Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. That That's a good conspiracy. It's a good conspiracy. Right I've seen The Sopranos about uh, six times, all the way through, all the way through. And each time, like, yep, Tony made it. Tony made it. To- Tony made it. So you're in the, you're in the mob movies and all that. Oh yeah. Best mob movie. Let me hear. Scarface. Scarface. I wouldn't. That's a gangster flick. That's not too much mob movie. And it no well because the mom's talking about the mob you know the mob. well Goodfellas Goodfellas okay Goodfellas or you know what can't go wrong you know with Joe I'm sorry I betrayed I betrayed myself uh oh blood in blood out blood in blood out yeah yeah okay that's a that's a gangster Mexican mafia gangster movie yeah okay okay Man, every time I see that I quote it for a week straight what about American Me you know it was okay it was okay yeah I don't think it was I don't think it's in the top three nah, top nah. four. It was all right. My see, I mean, my William Forsythe was really good in it. My favorite, my favorite mob movie, just me personally. Although Goodfellas, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You know, Joe Pesci. You can't go wrong if Joe Pesci is in the movie. Is a but, just the Godfather, just for because. Oh, you know what? Oh, because right. you just did everything. You just see, and especially the trilogy, how you see the coming of age and how Michael goes from not being in the family to just raising up and make it shows. It's so my. Wife has given me some pretty awesome gifts over the years, and one of them, I believe, it was for my birthday. But at the oh, what's that called? The Inman Theater by in Seattle Center. Okay, they did a Godfather One, Godfather Two back to back screening of it, and I had Ooh. never seen it on the big screen. Oh, that was epic. So she 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 got us tickets for that. And I said, are you sure you want to sit through six hours? Like, this is one day, back to back, seven hours of The Godfather. And she's like, and she, champ, man. It, wait, how, when did she fall asleep? She did not. Oh, she she's a no. champ. Yep. Oh, she's, she's a real MVP. Yep. And she also did that for me with Batman and Batman uh, The Dark Knight. We uh, went to go see that back to back in IMAX. My joy. Um, which one's your favorite one out of the trilogy? Uh, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. This is my. Hey, you yeah. know what? I know. Like, I know I liked you, man. But horror movies is where it's at, really. Yeah, horror movies. By, uh, by, by my collection. I know. I, I I peeped. All right. So okay. We, who's, we were way off. So this one here. Who's this, your? Who's your, Hold up. Before we finish, scariest guy. The out of the characters, who's who's the badass of them all? Like scary or just I mean, killer? the hor- the killers the killers, uh well my favorite is Freddie Freddie, oh, and okay. then followed by Michael Myers and then Jason. Okay, okay, I'm Michael Myers number one. Number overall. one, he has no weakness. So that one up there is signed by, uh, oh, I forgot what his name is. Todd, no, I forgot what his name is, but he's the one who was in the the uh, Rob Zombie Halloween remakes. Okay. So I met him a few years ago. And then this is Derek Mears, who is the new Jason in the remake of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Jason's um, my guy. I mean, no, no, not Jason. Michael Myers. Jason, I used to be scared of Jason. Like, I thought he was, like, the ultimate badass. Then I found out he was scared of water. It, I, I, like, what this? He does all this and he's scared of water at all? He doesn't want to take a but bath? But that doesn't make sense, though, because in Jason Takes Manhattan, he walks on the bottom of the water till he gets to Manhattan. Yeah, and then he drowns it, and he goes, "Mommy!" It, 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 when I heard that, it just blew my yeah. mind. That, that, that Freddie versus Jason. Oh my god! It, it, that was in development for over twenty years. They had been wanting to do a Freddie versus Jason for a really long time. Yeah, and then finally they just did it, and eh. Freddie, Freddie's a comedian. It had one of the best kills in it, though. Which I've never I really think. was scared of Freddie. Freddie is like a comedian. Everyone when I was a kid, I was like, this guy's, he's telling jokes. So Freddie, I say Freddie because that was the first movie I saw when I was a kid that made me not sleep for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that one and that, was, <laughs> that messed me up. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, this dude is going to get me when I'm asleep. I mean, that just that core concept of he's going to get you when you're asleep. Yeah, I didn't have that luxury of, of being able to uh, subscribe to that, you know, unfortunately, where I come from. Uh, there's more scary things than that. No, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, did you have a, a brick wall in your room? No, no, no. We was the first ever back brick home, wall. man. So, man, if we, I've talked about this to Paris for a bit, where where we talk about street life here in Seattle. Yeah. And um, I tell him stories of of so so Aurora is the biggest city in Illinois next to Chicago. Uh huh. 
And back in the 70s, they started tearing down projects in Chicago, mm. like Cabrini Green and Robert Townsend projects. There was all these mm. projects. I'd be Wales. Started to tear them down, and then they were relocating everyone west, basically. And the first place they went to was Aurora. So in the 90s, when I was growing, I was a you know teenager. Mm-hmm. Man, there was like, I mean, I've been here. I've been in Seattle almost 20 years. Okay. There has not been anything remotely close to what how it's how it was when I was growing up. Yeah. Where that? where with you know gang activity in general. Like we had the gang and we had so because it was where where my neighborhood was all Mexicans, they were all Latin kings. Yeah, so it was all sure. king it was all king neighborhood. And then on the west side of town where where the where the majority of the back population was was GDs, mm-hmm. was gangster disciples, and then vice lords, yeah. and then they then they separate then they sort of separated off into smaller ones like like the, like the tiny little sub the sets mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, but but man, every single day from nineteen nine from nineteen eighty nine to mm-hmm. nineteen ninety five, mm-hmm. like going to sleep hearing shots, shots every day, hearing the sirens every day yeah so you said 20 years you've been in seattle so that puts about 2000 yeah around like 2002 2003 yeah see i mean but when you say that demographic like you know so i'm born here so you know um from the central district area where you know it was predominantly black i you know i blew up in the predominantly black central district not what you see now yeah but um but there was no peloton no absolutely (laughs) there was a place where you could go grab a latte and have your bike fixed yeah not (laughs) hell no (laughs) No, no, most definitely. You was definitely wasn't seeing uh, late night jogs with dogs and all that things. But um, yeah, but like that that same time frame though. When you say you know the eighties, you know I was born. Um, I was born in the eighties, eighty three to be exact. Um, I just remember. I remember. Um, it was totally night and day. Like if you if you yeah. So but I see like what you say. I mean probably not to the you know to the maximum of it was in Chicago the Midwest. But I mean you got to think there the midwest has the organized crime influence sure you know so when you have a city like that you then new york you have the you know they grew up seeing organized crime so that that's what they're going to mimic here it was so much it was more like you know california influence the guy remember so i just remember being young man being here in the 80s and um yeah man it it, it was very uh, different seattle it's not the seattle you see now the tech savvy i mean sure. even though even with the i mean you kind of see it kind of spiking a little bit with the youngsters coming back now but nowhere near like how when i grew up like you say seeing sirens and i know that it's all perspective for sure absolutely where you are at the moment um i just uh it you know it was it was i mean the this is sort of like just another some people think it's an urban myth where in my neighborhood if you're walking down the street in black and red like you'll get shot. Oh, for sure. Like that happened. A no, lot. no, for sure. <clears throat> or of not being able to cross Galena because Galena is is the is 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 a GD territory mm-hmm. because if they see you, you will get chased. Like that's I've I've been I've been shot at twice or I've been in group i've been in a group once that got shot into and i was in a car once that had gotten shot into yeah and it was because Scary of that thing. um and it's it's i laugh a little bit because it's like this is not me at all yeah but you know when i was a kid i mean everyone is dumb when there was kids and i hung out with dumb people yeah for sure the actually or just missing i have a i have an ex-wife uh-huh. and when i started dating her i was uh about 17 Seven, sixteen, or seventeen, uh-huh. and uh, she was twelve years older than me. By the way, which oh man, whole, oh, oh, oh that's a whole another story. Oh my goodness, Carlos. But uh, when oh, that bro. happened, you know <laughs> the dude, you know the the homie in the group who once he gets his once he gets his girl, it's like you never see him again. Oh, yeah, that was you? me. Okay, but the good thing is, is that because because I was no longer there, saved your life. It, it my 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 friend got shot twice within six months. Yeah. Of me starting to date this girl, yeah, <laughs> and nothing good happened to him. You were on like the though. This dude got, he, I mean, like the worst thing, like he was, he he did he did a bit of time for having, uh, I think he he had to have like fifteen sawed offs in his trunk and a bag of weed. Oh, 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 let's rewind this. Fifteen yeah. sawed off, yeah. 
he, yeah, was on, he, he sounds like an arms dealer. He was he was into some he was into some stuff. Oh, most definitely. I can. I can but imagine. like I but and then he was my best friend growing up since we were eight years old. Yeah. But then, man, as soon as I got this girl, it's like, dude, I'm. Yeah. I got other things. I got other things to do. Yeah. So it's like it was a little bit of. It was and she was twelve years that. older. She was twelve years. Yeah. Old. So she she had some things for, to teach you. It was a double sided sword. Yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> recommend it. I do not recommend it at all. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, the, I, I tell Paris some of these stories, and I think he kind of just looks at me a little bit weird because that is zero my personality. No, for sure. It's he's already made fun of me for talking white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've already gotten that. From him. Usually yeah. it takes a little bit longer for people to make fun of me over the way that I speak. No, no. But he just jumped right in. No, we come from a, yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> Paris is my childhood friend. Like, you know, so, you know, where we come from, we're, yeah, yeah listen, we're going to Josh, we're going to joke it, immediately. Like, well, you're, you're cool? Yeah, that means that, what's going on with your shoes, bro? Yeah, it's going like, yeah. Yeah. I tell him, man, it's like, you're lucky that I, first of all, I have zero feelings. Yeah. but So they don't get hurt. Yeah, for sure. But, man, if you, you shoot, you shoot, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot right back. No, most definitely, as you but should. Just in, I mean, just in fun. No, it's um, all it's all in I fun. I may have games. crossed the lines every, every sometimes, now sometimes. And then. Yeah, oh, yeah. the other, so he's gonna. It's the nature of the business. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you just we just come from a thing. You have to be thick skinned <laughs> Yes. So there's a joke that Mexicans play to each other, where if uh, so, I, I was in. I worked in a factory for over ten years. I was a machinist for a long time. And I was wow. surrounded by, me- they were all Mexicans that worked. I ran CNC mills and lathes. I made some pretty cool stuff. I made hydraulic cylinders and airplane parts. And Interesting. A lot of stuff. Well, anyway, so when you work with that many Mexicans, a joke that they play is all of a sudden they'll just yell, La Migra, which is immigration. Immigration is coming. <laughs> so the newer people who don't know this joke, they'll run. If yeah. they're un, un, if they're undocumented, got to get out of here. Yeah, it's like I gotta go. So you know, it's a little bit funny when someone yeah. yells that out in a construction site, like a like building a house or something, and then just see all these people run. I mean, it's a little bit funny. Yeah, most definitely. I will. So laugh. so that's a joke that we play. But the other, the other the other day, <laughs> Paris Paris and Paris has been on, so the audience knows Paris. No, for sure. Paris was sitting in his chair, and then a cop walked past the shop. I was like, Paris, hide. Hide. <laughs> <laughs> what, what he do? just looked at me. He just looked at me and then just just said, uh, "Inappropriate, inappropriate." Man. inappropriate. I'm like, man, I'm just looking out for you, man. Just looking out uh, for your safety. Yeah, see, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I feel it, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel it. But you know, when it comes to the, you know. <laughs> Immigration, <laughs> police and blacks. Oh man, if immigration gets you, you they ghost you. You yeah. will be put into a detention center. Who knows no, where? No, who knows? Most definitely. I've, and like you are in the you are in a black hole, and who knows? No one can reach you. No one knows where you are. I've been. Yeah. No, they no, no. Can no do, it's interesting. You have to wait till some senator comes and visits your compound. Yeah. For them to put any light on it. Yeah, you know, I see. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. You I, looked shocked, so you probably didn't think it was super funny. But I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I, just, I, <laughs> I can see both sides of the coin, though. You know, um, I'm, a, I got a worldly view, so, and then you know, I've been on, I've, I've been around guy, I've been around Mexicans that fight, uh, I, you know, I, I'm gonna say IRS <laughs> immigration. <laughs> I was gonna say IRS. Well, them too, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them too. I don't want, you. I don't want no person because they don't IRS. pay taxes. Yeah, no, no, IRS is no bug. <laughs> but uh, no, so I understand. I, I understand the the lightheartedness of the joke. No, it's so. It's, but, but so the I, guy that I was telling you about that we go to to go see the fights. Yeah. He's undocumented. Oh. And uh, the oh. first fight we went to, mm-hmm. um, the first fight we went to, man, he was nervous going into the airport because we had, he lives he lives in Chicago, so we just met up in Vegas. He was super nervous. He's like, man, what are they gonna ask? It's like all I have is a driver's license and it wasn't even. So basically what my buddy did, and he's been my really good friend for over 20 years, he bought citizenship papers. So uh, some Mexican on, dude On the black market. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, yeah. from the person you can buy social security cards from and driver's licenses uh, from, you can also get full on citizenship papers. I can only imagine. So he, uh, so he bought citizenship papers 
changed his name, of course. Of course. And then when he started working with these papers, about a month later, he gets a call and says that he owes back child support. Because so, of the name? So for 20 years, well, no, for 16, 17 years, my buddy paid child support on whoever's paper, whoever the, the papers that he bought. Oh, I, you, you can't complain though because he was working. No, hell no, hey, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go to the guy I got the paper from. Like, hey, what kind of fucking no. bogus? Name? See, but that's the tricky part though because I mean, citizens don't sell their citizenship unless something happens. So he was more nervous that this dude had committed murder or something. Yeah, because you sell your papers when you leave the country and don't ever plan on coming oh, back. Oh, interesting. See, I didn't know this. I just thought they was yeah. cooking up names in the background. No, 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 no. This was a real person. He was from California and then just sold sold his papers. Interesting. And my, and my buddy just happened to be the one who got them. Luckily, the worst thing was that he paid child support for 15 years. Damn. <laughs> I was like... I was like, you should tell this kid that you, that, you, you. I really have to meet this kid. Like, hey, listen, <laughs> I think I'm gonna need my money back. <laughs> well, anyway, so when we met up in Vegas, he was super nervous going to the airport because uh, he was like, "Do I have to take my?" He think, "Well, he didn't have a passport, or maybe he did have a passport, but it was all fake. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have come through." Well, anyways, the, I mean, you have to. You, I joked about that with him for. Ever that is you have to find that's a forever joke right there. You you have you have to find that. Well, I've taken up an hour of your time, and we we man we got to talk about meat distribution. We got to talk about documentaries that just wanna (laughs) sell you something. Uh, That's America. America Let's do this. You watch Fat the documentary, and uh, which one was uh, which one did you watch? I watched What the Health. Is that on Netflix? Yep. Sure is. Is that the one where just ju- that talks about juicing? No, see, no, no, no. What the hell? It talks about everything. It talks about hey, you know, how they farm animals, what goes in animals, oh, all that. Okay. Oh, it tells you all the good stuff, man. Okay. All the good stuff is very informational. Okay, so I'll watch what the hell. I watch fat. You watch fat the documentary. We'll come back. And then we'll we'll we'll, we'll so we talked about that. Um, talked we, about my you talked about my cars. Man. Yeah. So, but you just crashed yours. Yeah, man. Yeah, I got a new one though. Do you? Yeah. What color is it? Black. Is it the same one as the other one? It's newer though. Yeah. What's different? Uh, the front end, a few of the things, a few of the, the options, but pretty much the same car. My, if I were to, uh, if I were to have a lot of discretionary income, the first car that I would get would be a McLaren. McLaren, man. good car. Good car. I like to talk about myself. I usually, no, I usually talk about myself. Hey, hey listen, I understand. <laughs> no, I'm into F1, which we didn't uh, get to at all. Do, do you like race car racing? Yeah, when I'm doing the racing. When you're not, when you're watching it? Uh, I can't. Man, yeah. it's so exciting, man. Cars, net, the other thing you should watch on I Netflix is Drive to Survive. It's the There's three seasons of it on Netflix that's about the F1 season. Mm-hmm. I, that got me hooked. Okay. I two years ago I went to the race in Texas and it was just fantastic. So they were in uh, France last week. They were in Monaco the race before that, and then they're going to be in Belgium next weekend. Okay. But my one of my favorite teams is McLaren, so I've been looking at the McLarens and like, ooh, the McLarens are some, some nice cars. That's I would, very, I would get nice that car. first. Then car number two would be a four five eight. Four five eight four. Yeah, would be the four. Most definitely. Would that would be car number two, and then number three would probably be the. I don't even know which Lam, what what Lamborghini line they're on. Yeah. But then it would be a Lambo. Yeah, I'm Lamborghini Aventador. I've seen quite a few. You know what I've seen here in Seattle, at least five of them in a relatively short time uh-huh. is the new Corvettes. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. My, one of my good friends got one of those. I've seen quite a few. Of yeah, them. I, I'm I'm not a Corvette fan. I like the new Corvette only because it mimics a Italian supercar. So that's what. A lot but, of a lot of sharp angles. On yeah, the car. exactly. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I'm 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 not a fan of the Corvettes. No, you like more of the well. I mean, yeah. I'm more of an Italian German engineer, but um, I mean, but I mean, Tesla's American, so I've come back home. <laughs> 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 hey, that works, man. No, most definitely. That works. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. No. I pre- and thank you for um, coming down so that I can kick off my show again. And no, man, I feel honored, man. I, you called me here. You know, I was going to show up for you, man. You're my guy, man. I no, thank you. And I don't mind talking. So, Oh, man, I can talk. There you go, huh? I can talk and talk and talk uh, and talk. Hey, you too? Man, the other day, my wife, my, I told my wife, I've been told I'm a storyteller. And then she just rolled her eyes at me. Yeah. And I was like, what are you saying? I don't get to, to the point and then just say what I, I have to say? No, absolutely not. I, no. I always yeah. say... Uh, a long story short, but it really means short story long. Cause yeah, I, I don't even. I give details. I don't even try. You know, I'll get si- I'll get sidetracked about details and I forget about the story. I say, listen. Mm-hmm. I got up. I turned to the left and to the right. <laughs> Sounds like me. Sounds like me. <laughs> I like so when I pulled up, you know, uh, I pulled up and the car was white, but it had a little dirt on the tire. A little bit. But you know, I was gonna go get that fixed. They were parked three inches over the right line. Yeah, for sure. Because that drives me insane. <laughs> we, I can talk about half an hour of how much I hate people who park right next to me when there are 10 spaces. Oh, you too? Oh, my goodness. And then, but the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're done. Oh, All right. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Um, go to the website, uh, czmediapodcast.com. Uh, where I'm going to be doing a dedicated website for the show soon. So check that out. And then don't forget about the sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos, Crunchy Red Fruit. And since we spoke about Paris, Soulmates, uh, the premier sneaker shop in Seattle, sms206.shop. Thank you.